Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You don't need eyes to see. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, just got my day off on a Sunday. Gonna talk to your old man for a bit. What are you up to? Nothing. I'm just playing uh, Apex Legends with my friends right now. Oh yeah. On my uh, cool. on my PC. PC. Oh yeah. Cool. What with the mouse and keyboard? Yeah, mouse and keyboard. Oh yeah. No, I've got, to, I've got to play controller on my Xbox, eh? Yeah, my dad plays on console too. Um, I just, I just all like you me. little sweaty kids, that, you're the ones that kill me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty Took the mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> what, do you, what do you play? Oh, play a bit of Halo sometimes online. But um, yeah. I used to play it a lot, but I uh, don't really play much anymore. Just getting a bit old for it, maybe, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't have much time, but um, I used to be in a clan with some buddies uh, on Halo. My and, friends uh, and me made a clan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What? 
What's your main game you play? You there? Yeah, what'd you say? I just said, what's the game you play the most? Oh, uh, probably Rocket League or Apex. Apex or what's the other one? Rocket League. Uh, Rocket League, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like the soccer with cars and well, that. Yeah, um, I'm in RLCS. It's a pro Rocket League thing. They can enter and win some money on it. Oh, cool. Yeah, so what have you been doing? Your dad told me you play a bit of baseball, do you? I don't play baseball. Oh, you... I don't play baseball. What, you play it. Uh, I did. What sport? I did. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, I did play Sorry, baseball when I was quick. like eight. Oh, well, time goes fast. <laughs> you playing any sports these days? Uh, yeah, I'm about to play soccer. I tried out for the basketball team. I don't think I made it, though. Oh, yeah. Do you play much basketball? Uh, sometimes. I like football and soccer the most, probably. I just like tackling everybody. Basketball is the sport you got to practice a bit at because a lot of skill. But it's not as physical if um, you don't want to get tackled every five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And how old are you now, mate? What what um, year are you? Twelve years old. Twelve. About to be thirteen. Like two or three okay. months. Cool. So is it high school next year? No, it's I'm in seventh grade. I have two more years until I hit ninth grade. In uh, high school. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, what's your favorite? <laughs> oh, well, I won't ask you that. Played any um, played any good good games yet lately? You could recommend. What do you mean? Video games. Video games that I recommend to you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I use I play a lot of Call of Duty Warzone and Zombies. Oh, yeah. Call of Duty Warzone Zombies, yeah. Um yeah, I, I play Naruto Naruto slash Boruto. I think it's called Kubutsi, something like that. And I play some Demon Slayer. Because I'm into anime, so I have some anime games that I play. I'm getting pretty far into Demon Slayer. I'm about to beat it. Then I'm just going to play um, online with my friends. I do that sometimes. Yeah. Now we, um, the online games only sort of come out when I was around 18 years old. 18, 20. Started with um, Doom. And Quake, those are old games, but um, yeah, we didn't have the online games when I was a young fella. Used to play like um, I think Goldeneye 
You ever seen Goldeneye on Nintendo 64? No, but I used to play uh, Nintendo 64 with my dad, Mario, Super Mario Brothers and stuff like yeah. that. There was a shooting game on Goldeneye, but it was like with the four split, four screens in one. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Like split screen. Oh, like horizontal like, or vertical? Or was like it like? It was, was like the screen had a line down the middle and down and sideways. Oh, yeah. Like a plus so sign. Yeah, four controllers all shooting each other. That was the first thing. <laughs> that come out with multiplayer that people played a lot. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it's always pretty cool talking to someone over there, you know, like I'm all the way in Australia and I yeah. can hear you just like that, you know. But, yeah, I've been talking to your dad for years now. And uh, hopefully um can come over and visit one day. I hope so. I really like, want to go to Australia. Yeah, I'd like to go over there too at some point. Well, Maybe in gonna, a few years. Get to say hello to you. Anyway, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. You want to throw your dad back on, mate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm going I'm to let you and my dad get back to your podcast. No worries. Good talking with you, boss. You too. I'll catch you later. Good luck on pop culture purgatory. Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy, and once again, it's been a long time. Got my bud Dane back on for the show. Dane, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good, good to be back. How are you going, mate? Good. Oh, going great, going great. Glad you're back. Been too long. Um, can't remember yeah, the last yeah. one we did together. Like, I don't remember. Been a while though, man. No, I don't remember either. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I thought maybe Jackknife, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if that's the last one or not. But, anyways, we're here to talk about a really awesome flick that uh, me and Dan have been trying to meet up for to talk about. And uh, we're going to be talking about Phil Tippett's Bad God from 2021.
Um, you know, I have a synopsis for this movie, and um, I don't, I'm not sure if I completely agree with it, but I, I, I'm not sure. I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and read it here, and you tell me whether or not it's a good synopsis of what the movie is. But okay, yeah. oh, God damn, Slagoff is texting the fuck of me right now. Sorry. Um, the the assassin travels through a nightmare underworld of tortured souls, ruined cities, and a wretched monstrosities forged from the primordial horrors of the unconscious mind of Phil Tippett, <laughs> the world's permanent stop-motion animator. So, there you go. You, would you agree with this, or? Yeah, it's it's not bad. Pretty simple, but... um. I think it's a hard, would, would you consider would you story. consider him an assassin? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, in my I head, I was calling him the miner. Um, I called him. I called him a traveler. Traveler, yeah, yeah, the traveler. And I, I agree with the, I agree with the miner too. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he's he's dressed like a miner, but as a miner digs, he travels through. Breathing apparatus and the eye thing, and he's yeah. just because he's going down. He's always traveling down through that underworld. Um, yeah, I guess he's just a sort of a a seeker of some kind. I thought but, so too. Um, yeah. What his um ultimate goal is is not a hundred percent clear. I don't think. That's. I don't think so either. I think there is a. There is a goal that he's put. Is it, there is a path that he's put upon, and it's made very relevant. Uh, it's made very relevant in the movie itself because you see, like, you know, he travels with a suitcase. You see piles of suitcase. One at one point, you see like basically like almost like smog versions of like like smog is is sort of protecting all this gold, and you have he uh, the 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 miner or the um, uh, uh, the traveler finds himself into a uh, underground place where there are basically mountains of suitcases, and you wonder how many have come before him. Did the same mm. thing, basically to blow up the world. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that could have been all because he's got. Um, when you see, oh, we're jumping all around the place, but um. When he sends the guy down, he's got like hundreds of them lined up. Right. Hey, yeah. below. Whoever that guy is with the long fingernails. See, because with with no dialogue, you don't know. We don't have names for the characters, do we? No. Yeah, there's no dialogue in the movie <laughs> at all. It mostly just grunts and screams and screeches and stuff like that. So we don't really know. Mm. We don't. We don't really know who defin- definitively who is the. Uh, who is anybody in, in this movie? Which I think it makes it a great part of the movie because yeah. I, you know, you can just sort of, uh, uh, you can kind of sort of figure it out for yourself. For but it can, it can be anybody who sort of defines whatever idea they have going into this movie for themselves. You don't have to. It, it just there's no there's not a singular narrative. Um, yeah. Even even though I think there is. From my from my part, but I mean, there could be other people that, or like you, there could be other people that don't have that singular narrative at all. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I um, 
I agree to a point with you. Like there is a, um, I think there is a story which um, there's a general thrust towards, but a lot of the details along the way are left sort of up in the air or a bit sort of hazy, you know what I mean? Um, I, I agree. And, like like oh, history. Yeah. But um, in that way, it's sort of a bit like some different art forms where it's left up to your own interpretation, you know, like poetry, like sort of abstract art and things like yeah. that. And um, yeah. yeah, that that aspect of it, the um, sort of nebulous plot is, um, I think it makes it more powerful, you know, and um, it didn't like, for some people, there must have been some people that didn't enjoy the no dialogue, but for me, like watching it the first time was a bit different. Like that was just a amazing experience, you know, like because I did see it at the movies, um, at Monster Fest. Um, so yeah, it was a good image and everything. But um, I mean, I, I didn't notice it at all. That you know, the lack of dialogue. I wasn't bored or anything i wasn't anything but like totally enthralled for the whole the whole movie you know yeah um, man well it's just crazy like work of art you know i completely yeah. agree yeah i think i i think what you said is, is is perfect too i mean it's just like whatever you interpret it, it whatever works for you it works for you i mean it's like a it, it, it works like a song you know, whatever song is powerful to you, whatever meaning you get from it, I mean, that's yeah, what it is for you. You know, you have that memory that brings you back to that time uh, in childhood or uh, as a uh, as a teenager or as an adult, you know, music's always going to be that way. It's always going to bring you back to some sort of point. And I consider Mad God to be sort of a, a track that we've heard that was so powerful to us, that was so meaningful to us, that sort of like describe what we were going through who we were at that moment and and, and um i think it's the most powerful thing that's why that's why it doesn't need any lines at all i mean you know um, i've heard people get upset i've heard people get upset about watching a fucking foreign movie that has subtitles in it. like are you fucking serious like in 2022 you're upset about subtitles though like holy shit like this has been going on for a long time and now you're upset like makes absolutely no sense but there you know for me you know i feel like i'm a rational person and i s sort of surround myself with rational people and they know when you're going to see a french film they much rather see it in french the dialogue and are totally okay with watching it in subtitles because they much rather listen to it in their original language and it makes more sense that way because if you have a movie that's based in the, the 30s and it's French, then they would be talking in French, obviously. Uh, that makes no sense for them to talk, to, talk in English. So, but with this, I mean, me about I hate it when I see a, a foreign movie and I go, Oh, yeah, I've always wanted to see that. And you, but it's on the television or something. So you flick it on and it's <laughs> the TV it's, edit, it's dubbed. Yeah, it's dubbed. Yeah. It's dubbed yeah. I was like, No, I don't want to watch that. I want to listen no. to fourth-rate actors doing the voices of first-rate actors 
in, in a different language, you know? Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it, it depends on what it is. I mean, if it's an Ital- if, it's, if it's an Italian movie that was a uh, uh, a giallo, that's yeah, it's part of the fun part. You know, the fun part is the the goofy dub uh, from a you know an American actor. That's fun, but I mean, you know, that's that gives us the charm, right? But like for a movie like this, it's very serious. Um, you know, and, and it, there's serious. I'm not saying there's not any serious Italian films or French films or. Or German films or whatever, but um, you know, for for certain movies that make sense for those certain movies. But you know, every once in a while, it's like, hey, you know, this this makes sense. For this to be like this. It's meant to sound, to immerse yourself into that that scenery, into that film. And I don't think it's any different for for Mad God. I mean, the grunts, the sound effects, the humming. Um, the no dialogue, it's, it's visionary. So, I mean, you can just kind of figure it out for yourself if you want to, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 very much one of those um, sort of you bring your own baggage sort of um, I agree. narrative. Yeah. Mm. But um, uh, just watching it again, I'll, I want to bring up a point, like watching it again last night, um, I was thinking to myself, it, it might be a hard, uh, hard to talk about story because you know you haven't got. Um, it, it's such there's so much to it. Like in every image, you know. Um, so there's so much going on. It, it's more of a. Um, it's something you need to experience. Sure, you know. I agree. Um, I agree. But I, I I do think there is a narrative to it, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and and what do you what do you feel the narratives here is? What do you think that that what narrative do you see when you watch this film from beginning to end? Hmm. Well, um, I was thinking about it more in terms of there's different. Um, there's a word that artists use um it was like oh, i can't quite think of it but um it's like a different um aesthetic i guess like oh, aesthetics a word yes, a, yeah. a different theme for um and it's broken to those different a- areas like the, the story so there's you know there's the one part with um the, the tanks and and the He's on the motorbike. That's like the right. war section. Um, yeah. There was a part with um, well, the body's like making medical, like where he's getting chopped up and they're pulling all the blood and guts out. That's sort of like, right. you know, like the dark side of medicine, things like. Well, I mean, that. but you, but you also, but besides dark side of medicine, the brutality of that and sort of like how. Uh, you know, say like uh, someone's killed, and they go to a, the 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 uh, they go to the corner, and they have somebody do an autopsy. Um, they're doing they're doing this to find out whether or not it's possibly a, a a true death or a homicide. You have no idea. But with this, it's way different. It's more like there must be some truth involved. What is deeper? What is deeper? And what they dig through is books paperwork with could be pages from a diary and jewelry 
when they're pulling out guts and things. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all involved in that. You, you can say to yourself, what I was saying to myself, and I had a question for you, what do you think this means? And for me, I was, I was like, all right, so are we, you know, is this petty humanity? Like, we love jewelry, uh, but also love the knowledge of history, books, anything, just anything. Like, you know, um, reading about how to be a... Uh, a doctor or reading reading how to become a person who is a um, a biologist or a person who's reading about uh, how to grow plants you know uh, stuff like that like they have there's yeah. knowledge and richness rich richness uh mixed together we have no idea but they find what is the soul of yeah. what they're truly trying to find and it's alive and screaming so yeah. i don't really know what thought, the, that's what makes it a great movie, though, because I, I don't really know, you know? Yeah, well, that's interesting, man. Well, I got to, I got, with that scene in particular, um, I got to the same place you did, but sort of slightly via a different way. Um, okay. To me, that was about, um, well, I want to try and put it in the context of, what I think the story is about, but um, basically, I I won't do that just now because I'd have to go back to the start. But I think it's sort of like about um, those scenes is is like the it's maybe a bit influenced or seeing all that jewelry and that that reminded me of like things where you see like uh, in war. Uh, documentaries like things from the Nazis where they would they would collect all the people that killed all their gold gold fillings and stuff like that yeah on their teeth and their jewelry so that was sort of like um the the state and um using like uh, Medic medicine, like and bad medicine, as as a metaphor of just the state. Yeah, um, that, that's uh, it was definitely a individual it, under tyranny is pulling a lot out of them, pulling you know everything out of them, and even you know the the gold and the jewelry that means like their wealth, and then until you get to the soul. But you can also, but you can also, you can also mention the books too. I mean, they, they Nazis burned books back in the day too. That they were worthless. Yeah, trying, to, trying to erase pa- the past, trying to erase all past of of, of Germany, you know, stuff like that. Mm. And they kind of just treated it like worthless shit, so they burned it. But like this, this dude's just throwing fucking books away, you know, like slop, like guts and slop and and gold. You know, you never. It's 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 very strange. Like basically. You know the Nazis did this to to obviously erase the history of Germany, but also to get to some sort of heart, some sort of core to basically, basically get to get to a restart button to restart it all. Um, yeah. Even though this movie, this movie I think is, is a lot deeper than that. Um, I mean, for me, the whole time I'm thinking about Phil Tippett's finding the worst of man. Yeah. Uh, the, the uh, and the sort of freedom that we have as a human being to we should we should be lucky enough to live on a planet to be alive um, to take a walk 
drive, breathe air, all of that. Yep. Like the 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 the, the that advantage that we have, and also to take this advantage of that planet, to ruin it as much as we can, to fuel whatever gets us money or whatever progresses us in life. I mean, it's all here. It's a lot of shit here. This movie. It, he and it's you know. It's a deep fucking movie with like stop motion <laughs> characters in it. With with you know, there's a scene where a fucking minotaur. It's a minotaur getting jerked unicorn, off in an alley. Really. You know, it's like it's insane. You know, <laughs> the fact that this thing exists, you know, really is amazing. Like it, it, it is like a seeing a unicorn. Like it, you know, oh, it's right. it's so unique. Like it, it's something that's made on such a like epic scale of creativity you know it's probably not a massive budget but it it looks like it, it could yeah, i didn't look it up i didn't look it up the, but, yeah. the budget is all um well he was uh, i think full tippet by, by human hours of work like how many hours was spent on it well he's, and i'm sure he, he, he had he, a great him helping him as well you know well i think he stopped and then um he put the project on uh one of those uh you know there's one of those this money-making websites to sort of, like GoFundMe sort of thing. yeah go yeah. me or whatever yeah one of those sites and i think it's why he got this thing finished i think a lot of that stuff that he got uh money for to produce was all the live action stuff which is my least favorite part of the whole movie because uh, it doesn't look very good. It looks very like green screen. Um, but I mean, the overall movie yeah. is an amazing film. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like those live action parts really pull you out of it. I don't think that was a Phil, I don't think that was Phil Tippett's original idea. I think it meant to be all stop motion, but those, yeah. um, those live action parts are, they definitely, they definitely pulled, they pulled me out of it. Not that much, but they definitely pulled me like, oh, okay, well, this is guy with this weird, like, you know, uh, low pan fingernails rolling around with it, yeah. and he's like he's doing like turning knobs and shit and whatever. But it, it's it's not that big of deal, big of a deal. But you you can you knew that Phil Tippett definitely had a true idea was to just be stop motion all the way through, and he could he couldn't do it all the way through because you know of course you have production, you have money, and the the, the production here just very it's relatively small. I mean, for an hour and 30 minutes, I mean, the, the, the production crew they have here, with how much stop motion they do in this film, I mean, it's a relatively small production. Yeah. Um, did he do it, like, just in his garage or something like that? I, I stayed away from seeing... Um, I, I want to go and do it um, after this, maybe, but I've stayed away from watching, like, behind-the-scenes things. Yeah, I watched this is such either. a magic film. I, I, so, sometimes I think if you watch that too much of that stuff, it can take away from it. Yeah, it can, ruin, little, it can ruin the magic a little bit. You're watching, you're looking at the technique rather than the um, the art. Um, well, I, I will but, say that uh, what I was saying about before the uh, uh, ILM docs on Disney, and there's also a straight full uh, Phil Tippett uh, documentary on YouTube you can watch as well. Um, they don't pull you away from any of that stuff. It's all about the art. Uh, I think the, the I think what the, the most fantastic part about all of that is that Phil Tippett is part of it, and he's always pushing to, this is the art. This is the art. So all I want to do is the art. 
Like that's, okay, what, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm here that's, for. Sounds cool, man. Does that? Yeah, they, they, they don't try to bring you out of anything. So, does he feature heavily in the ILM doc? Yeah, Phil Tippett's heavily uh, portrayed in it um, uh, because uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff that he did that you know people don't realize, and he pushed hard for as well. You know, the Tauntaun Walkers and Empire, um, the Rancor and Return of the Jedi. Um, but it's more than just that, you know. But hey, he hey. was a, a, a hardcore yeah. push, hardcore pushing at that. Yeah. Can I throw one at you? Um, yeah, please. A, little, a quiz for you. Um, Oof. Quiz. Oh, yikes! Uh, <laughs> I was go. watching a movie the other day, um, and it was cool because I'm at my friend's place. Uh, we were having a barbecue. This was oh, uh, kick-ass, kick-ass, man. A few months ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, and I'm like, we were bored, you know. Oh, this was, you know what? This was when I was flooded in, um, in my suburb. Oh. Yeah, we, yeah. Where I live, there's a floodplain. Oh, wow. It's a floodplain around us. So every right. maybe ten years, it floods, and you, we couldn't get to work. Yeah. Um, so we went over, and I brought some movies, like you know, yeah. like let's show the kids an old school classic sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, so we, we picked one out and there was this monster in the middle of it and it looks so good um, and, I, and I'm like it looks so awesome I'm like that must be Phil Tippett and it was um, I'll, I'll see if you can guess what it was it was like uh, an insect a what? it was an insect incest insect oh insect. insect oh sorry Insect. Yeah. Um, and it looks so good. Like one of the best, um, what do you call it? Pra- best practical effects I've ever seen. Hmm. So, oh, I'll give you another clue. It's a giant insect. Oh, this is my clue. Oh, Jesus Christ. I... Yeah, this is your question. Giant. Insect. What's the year? Oh, I don't know. Maybe early, late 80s, early 90s. Okay, well, I I, I think about this because uh, he was he was not a uh, a dude who re- he was a guy who really selected what he wanted to pick. So I mean, if it's an insect, so I probably see like a starship troopers or some shit. No, um, I'll just tell you, um, I honey, I shrunk the kids. Shrunk the kids. Uh, the scorpion. The scorpion. That's yeah. him, huh? Well, it's yeah. got that feel to it. Dude, yeah, it, it looks so it. good. It looks almost real. Right. Yeah. It's like wow. How about that? Any honey, I shrunk the kids. That movie oh, and shit. and think <laughs> think if they what? I think that might be one of the best jobs he's done because you watch that you know, on a Blu-ray and say, "Would this look better in CGI?" And there's no way. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Really. The problem is, is like I'm looking up right now. I don't see honey shrunk the kids on his on his credits here. I'll go to animation department. Let me see. No, I don't see it here either. No, well, um, it it did show up in the um. He was in the credits, so. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm, I think looking, that's I'm, looking, what we I'm looking it up. I'm trying to look around special effects, make a department. Yeah. I think he just wow. did the scorpion because it said like scorpion effects built it. But... Weird. I don't see it at all. Interesting. Well, that's interesting. That's it. That, that it's got his feel to it, man. I mean, hey, 
that do see that's the thing like I, that's always been a thing to me as a kid like like you see that sort of like blur visual style like you know that's a Phil Tippett move so you know that's when you always know Phil Tippett's involved in this this production and he's giving his best he's giving his 1000 percent um you know I, we we're not me and Dana are not going to tell you guys all about tell you guys all the things that Phil Tippett did in his lifetime, in his career. Uh, I would love I, we we'd, we would both definitely recommend you going out and searching out his work because some people don't really understand. Some people probably don't know that he he has done a lot of things that really yeah definitely have uh, surpassed stop motion, but also helped out a lot with CGI. So in motion capture, in a way. So you know, this, you know, this, this, uh, this film here. There are things in here that are that are stop motion that are like crazy stop motion parts. Uh, for example, um, our uh, our coal miner or our um, our traveler, uh, he gets into a jeep at one point, like an army jeep, and he he hits a speaker, and it looks real. Like it, it hits the speaker because the speaker is not. And uh, roughly tuned into the channel, or it's too muffled, and he hits it, and it looks real. Like when he hits it, it looks fucking real. It's like, and it's kind of unreal that it's just like a tiny little thing that he made in his fucking shop, but it looks fully real. Blew my yeah. mind. This that's, movie, that's... this movie blows my mind every time, dude. Every fucking time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I still feel that I still feel like I I haven't I didn't really like get to answer <laughs> your first questions because um, <laughs> that's what this movie does to you. Like, it, um, there's just so much to it. But um, you know, wow, um, dude, I'm sorry, like, but I, I had to cut you off real quick. Um, I didn't realize he yeah. did special he did practical effects for a Mastodon vid- music video. Mastodon? The band uh, Mastodon, who I'm a big fan of, but he did, really? uh, did parental I, I didn't know. One of their music videos fucking Phil Tippett worked on. I had no idea. So that's wild to me. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> the man, his, well, his, his visionary, his technique, his, um, uh, uh, his art skill, uh, his mindset. Like it is forever, like, Imagine his imagination is just so like it's beyond a lot to what a lot of people have. They kind of you know retired mostly now, but like Tippett, I think he just keeps it going just to keep the brain fucking flowing, man. And he's just keeps working at it. Yeah. Well, the, like I was saying, like with seeing that um, that scorpion looking so good. Yeah. I was thinking if there was more people that could do this at such a level. Um, maybe CGI would have taken a few more years to come out, you know. Right. I think uh, um, I think it might have been you that told me that um, they were thinking of he was going to do it all for Jurassic Park until they. I know I might have seen it in the doc in some documentary, but um, they were they wanted him to do Jurassic Park until they said they thought, oh, we can't do it. I don't think we can do it with the computers yet, but they're like, just give us a go. Um, but he helped. You were telling me he helped him out with the animation and that, anyway. But yeah, he did. He did. Um, yeah. Long, long story short, um, 
he's one of the only guys that can do this art at such a level. Um, but this film, to me, like what it really is about is is a deep expression of of his art and a very personal film for him. Well, I completely and agree. About a lot of things like about I reckon that for me that it sort of hit me with um some of it is about the uh creative process and the search for meaning through that. And a lot of it is about exploring uh the dark side of of the human of human nature. And like you were saying before, um what does it ultimately lead to and what are we doing to our planet, you know? And, and, um, and what are we doing for ourselves? And then the idea of uh, a God and the idea of it being called a mad, you know, calling mad, calling it a mad God. Uh, I mean, I'd yeah. consider, I consider God to be a mad God. Yeah. The fact, the fact that we have, you know, he shows it in this movie too. He, he shows it all in this thing. You know, the, the sort of decrepitness of all these sort of statues in certain places, like this miles and miles of old decrepit statues that people over, over like thousands of generations have worshipped and have fallen behind. Um, the idea of, um, the idea of uh, uh, fossils and, and the bones and so many deep, def, uh, deep layers yeah. of how far that For first, the Force person goes down to just showing all these different things, and the, the fact that we love war, like war never ends; it just keeps happening. Like it doesn't matter, like it doesn't even matter at all. And violence, it just like those tanks that, that kill each other at one point, it just killing each other for no reason. It's just a, a a different part of like of this planet where just like they just kill each other. It means nothing. Mm. They just do it, and there's no like reason for it. It was almost like the tanks were fighting each other, eh? Like, like, like machines fighting each other, you know? Yeah, that's what it's come down to. The um, our warlike nature becoming, you know, mechanical and fighting each other until it's just. And then as he's leaving, that like I was saying before, it's like different sort of uh, different themes that he goes through or different little mini, if I could yeah, call it. Like a, it's a like an anthology. This underground world. Yeah. It's yeah. like an anthology. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of a mirror universe. Like there's different segments mm -hmm. to the whole thing and they all line up, obviously. But when he's really leaving, think about it, but when he's leaving that war, like sub world, it's just become like, uh, the skyline is, is like all fire. Um, right. It's storms, big twisters, and atomic bombs going off all at once. Yeah, nuclear blasts going off, yeah. 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 And but then like, we, have another, we have another segment where we have we have humans or, or human-like characters basically being created out of shit uh, to just keep working and working and to just die stupid yeah. deaths. Like, just be smashed, and they're just worthless, and they're... Um, they're uh, reusable at any time. They can die and re be recreated any time, just to do labor, to recreate labor, and and, and just in uh, the there's a heavy. 
<laughs> it's crazy. I, I'd love to talk to Phil too about this, but like, it's it's interesting that how much Phil Tippett uses the visuals of shit uh, to that basically burns the world, uh, burns the fire to keep the world basically moving like a like a like a, a furnace at a, on a fucking train. And I know that you know manure is something that helps the light, helps the plants grow, helps the grass yeah. grow. I get I get all that, and I I just love that. There's a there's a big heavy part of this this movie that that's what it's about. Humans don't really mean anything, but like you know, yeah. when we die, you know, we give forth basically a nutrient to fucking uh, to to the to the earth. We help produce grass. We help produce the soil. We help it keep moving along. And then we have this sort of negative sort of. Uh, uh, look at things too we're like we're going to destroy what we just tried to help create and that's kind of how i look at this movie like the the, the sort of um the pull and push the sort of one forward one foot forward one foot backwards of humanity uh we want to hopefully keep the earth alive but also want to destroy trees to create fucking buildings and it's just a, a fight all the time with this it's, it's incredible and um yeah i saw i for me I, this movie makes complete sense honestly yeah i agree man for sure like uh, and it's it's a dark one second and it's sad so the second world that he's sort of going through is um all heavily influenced by um industry really you know yeah it's like a under, big underground factory, and it's honestly some of the visuals are just so complicated. I wonder if some of the earlier stuff is what he shot twenty years ago, and then after um, the uh, let's just say the wizard or whatever, the guy with the long fingernails. Oh yeah, 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 the Fu Manchu guy. Yeah. He sends another seeker down, down into the underworld. Um, I wonder would if you consider, would, would you new, consider him the mad god? Um, no, I, I think maybe the mad god is the um, the dude, the gas mask, the dude, right? The no, plague I think mask. Maybe the guy that sh- throws that stuff down into the little um. The guy that like the, the plague doctor brings the little baby. The plague doctor, yeah, with the with this Igor dude, his Igor buddy, right? Yeah, and this guy with the big yeah. ugly nose and that. Yeah. Um the big long fingers so and whatnot. In his yeah, in his lair, and then you have that little interlude where he throws some stuff down into the sort of psychedelic little um the, the, little uh, the furnace. Like the little mushroom thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think that's that's like one of his experiments. But in his head, there's lots of (laughs) big monsters and and um, skeletons and things like. I love all of that. Yeah, I think maybe him and the the um, uh, plague doctor sort of witch doctor thing that is like a ghost and it floats as well. I love um, it, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. That's like his right hand man. Like that's like the, the Grim Reaper or something like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but it, I don't know. 
I mean, it, it's it's not clear exactly what it is, but it, it is clear what it is in a metaphorical sense, you know? Right. He's, right. Sort of, he's bringing that um, little screaming monster from within, which was like, you know, we we both agreed that was representing the soul. Yeah. He brings it to that guy. Um, I forget exactly what they did, but um, well, he, he grinds him down yeah, to uh, He put the the little baby for a press, didn't he, and sort of sucked the essence out of it. Yeah. it <laughs> he grinds up. he grinds him down and puts him to like a vat, and the vat boils, and then uh, the yeah. the tubes go up to you know basically another vat where it boils down, and they were able to pour it into it, making it basically a uh, into silver and pouring into a sort of making to metallurgy getting to metallurgy kind of into a uh, gold uh, bullion but the silver bullion and then putting into a uh, sort of a, a grinder and we have igor grinding it up and then giving the essence of what's left over to the plague doctor or the mad god whichever i'm not exactly sure and then yeah. him throwing it into a furnace and then we eventually get into heavy heavy shit like yeah. Universe is being built, and like blood, yeah. blood, blood is being bloodstreams are being activated, and we have seen cells created, and and we yeah. have um a UFO like a saucer throwing in a uh, a monolith like from two thousand one into a planet and starting yeah. like the lifeblood of a planet. Yeah, it's crazy, and, and that's another aspect of it, um, which we haven't even mentioned yet, like. We've we've no. talked about it so much, but the two thousand and one influence on the movie. Big time. Big time. Um which obviously must have been, you know, a big um big influence to him personally personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know, like that that's the whole part is like the movie's um Stargate sequence, you know? Right. Pretty yeah. obvious. I agree. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I think visually, it actually, some of it is actually better than 2001. I think, like the, I completely agree. Yeah, psychedelic colors and bubbling up and, um, obviously, yeah, taking like taking like uh, taking visual like, um, from what I I haven't done again, we haven't done any research on this film and how it was made, but a lot of it, I feel like. Phil Tippett got fucking actual footage from like uh, under the microscope and visually like added things to it, but it looks incredible. Yeah. Like these microbes Real, moving yeah. together, like all of it looks like, amazing. He's added colored. He's added like psychedelic colors to real cells dividing. It's they have like this sort of astral plane with a planet being created within the middle of it. I mean, and then we have this planet being built and, um, and then again, kind of like how I felt beforehand, uh, at the beginning of the movie, the first like fucking 15 minutes of the movie, um, it's a planet who, uh, which a planet is built and it's all a fucking test. And it's what it feels like. It's a test. Like again, like a mad God, I have the power to create, planet i'll throw a bunch of species on it and see if it works and it destroys itself every fucking time and that's humanity just destroys itself every fucking time yeah i mean 
Their plan is I mean, built. It goes Go that ahead. deep. This story, like it, I mean, and that could be, that could very well, like, I mean, I sound like a a, a teenager who's had their first um, joint now. <laughs> on, on marijuana, but, um, I, I mean, like, that dude. could be what the what the universe is like, man. You know, it's different world. It's selective. I like, you know, it does. I like what. The movie has like definite things to say about metaphysics, which and spirituality, which a lot of artists spirituality. Do you think so? Enough. Yeah, I think. Well, is it, I just need to give me a minute to explain it. Um, when they take the the baby monster soul, <laughs> like I said, the eraser, the I, call, I consider it the eraser head baby. Yeah. We don't have any names for anything, so, um, and they extract the essence out of that, and then, um, and this is like the seeker's soul has just been through all this shit to go f- on this uh, journey, um, and finally gets there and gets everything extracted out of it, to get the soul, and then gets turned into like this magical dust um which they blow sort of blow into the wind into this big apparatus which creates the sort of um metaphysical doorway to create the new world um <laughs> now it's just, i mean it's hard. I, well, I think it's i think it's actually it's played out more, i think it's actually played out more straightforward than that me, because that, that is sort of saying wait just i'll finish otherwise i'll, I'll never get there um <laughs> That's saying that that the soul is has is what has seeded that new world, like, um, and to me that is saying that, you know, the spirit comes before the physical, like, that um, you know, the essence of life is our spirits, and that's what has um created like life on this planet, like we are part of. Um, the spirit and part of God. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, but then it could also be, like you said, that it's starting a new world, and every world is a test. Um, and we're just subject to a mad god, you know. It could Pons. also be pawns. Yeah. Um, we're playing. It could be saying that you know we're playing God with what we're doing to our planet. I agree with that yeah. too. We also have this the guy with this, the long fingernails looking outside of his window, looking at these creatures, these people, or whatever I consider them people uh, outside his window, and they're all placed like pawns on a checkerboard. They don't move; they just stand there in different weird spots, like on a checkerboard. And I'm like, yeah, man, like they're just playing. They're just playing fucking God, man. Oh, like I, 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 a God would do. Are they on a checkerboard? Sorry? Or no. Oh, so I, I thought you said they were standing on a checkerboard. No, I I I, I thought they, they stood they, they were they were placed like they were on a checkered board. Okay, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. They're all I guess consider them all to be pawns to be played with. Yeah, so. yeah. True. Who do you think that guy is? I um don't know. I don't know. I was I wondering know. if he's 
to be Phil Tippett in the story. Well, that's, that is deep. Yeah, I did not, yeah. Well, I thought he was a mad god, but then we have the uh, the plague doctor at the end, who is basically some sort of uh, sorcerer or sorcerer, some sort of um, shaman or whatever at the end. So I'm like, is he the mad yeah. god? I don't really know. Or he's just foreseeing what we would uh, like. What's the point of this reality? Like him throwing the dust, the crystal dust into the the the, uh, the, the furnace and seeing how worlds are made, basically showing him how you're not special. Like this can happen at any fucking time. And with the other guy who sends down the uh, uh the, the troopers or the, you know, the guys uh, to go, she got different, pl- she got different planets or different parts of the planet. Um, how he just kind of throws them out over and over and over again, you know. He he doesn't give a fuck, you know. Like like the skin, the, the these these maps are made up out of the skin of these dead people, and it's it's, it's simple as that. Also, we have like sorry to get off on tangent here, but like we have three women, three hags create flesh maps. For me, I was thinking like the fucking three hags with the one eye from like fucking like. You know, Clash of the Titans. You know, they have an eyeball. The yeah. Seeing Stone, like it felt very similar to that. You know, so yeah, I don't really have, know. There must be some deeper meaning on that one. Well, I think I, I think well, I, I would assume that I would assume that assume that Phil Tippett is a huge fan of Clash of Titans because you know uh, what's his name? He created he did this all the stop motion in that in that film, and I'm. Sorry? Is it Harry Harryhausen? Yeah, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. Ray Harryhausen did the it was like the last thing he did was that movie. But um yeah, I think but it's also a classic story, a classic Greek story. But like they have an eyeball on a finger and they're image, they're sewing up that flesh map. And I was like, oh, the three hags. I mean, it's where Hercules goes to find out his fucking fate, you know. So I'm like, and he's recreating this fucking fate all the time, over and over and over again. And who's the more sympathetic god? Uh, this dude with this fucking low pan dude with the long fingernails, or this this plague doctor dude who's trying to figure out the future? You know, like or his or or the not the future, but more like how are things going to work out? And I find that interesting. And and we get later on, we get more of. I think we get more of a uh, defined picture with the sort of the passing of time, you know, things uh, like clocks uh, slowing down, cobweb building, uh, certain creatures uh, dying and then molding over and deteriorating, stuff like that. And I think I think time is also a big part of the uh, uh, the film as well, because, I mean, you know, you only have so much time in your life before you're fucking dead. And then you start all over again. Uh, the, the oppression of time. Um, yeah. To me, that sort of brought up um, what um, I um, got out of the movie a bit was the, the creative process. Um, yeah, I got that too. Yeah. It was like he wanted to get this movie, but part of the, the uh, drive to finish this movie um was like part of that final sequence, the countdown where the clocks sped up and everything. But maybe we'll go over that later on a bit because that's 
seems to be the sort of um, climax of the movie. Okay, man. Yeah, so um, the thing with the map um, that the Seeker has, to me, and, you know, I could be wrong, uh, of course, you know, it's your own right. interpretation. But I agree. To me, it was more of a feeling I got watching the movie. Um, starting from the start with, with the um, the little um, capsule going down on the rope, getting into the underworld, and it's going through layers which, and layers. Which is a great fucking scene, dude. <laughs> there was just something so, uh, like, just visually interesting about that. The fact that it just keeps going down and down. It just down. keeps going like, down, dude. Yeah. And to me, I felt like that was like going through the layers of Bill Tippett's history, sub- subconscious mind, and his, that, his yeah, or, or that. Yeah, his, I was thinking. I was thinking like evolution as well. And like you were saying with the um, the statues and things, there's one one of those layers was like a big uh, room full of. Um, I don't know what it's they were. Like, it's like a Buddhist statue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like concrete figures or paper, whatever yeah. they're made out of. Um, right. And some of those were like, one of them was the Cyclops. Like some of yeah. them were Ray Harryhausen from from, uh, Sin, from Sinbad. Yeah. Also, one uh, one has uh, Robbie the Robot from uh, Lost in Space. He's also in there too. Really? Yeah. So I, was, yeah. I thought that might be like part of his collection or one of the rooms from his I th- uh, studio. I think it's just I think it's just like his love of those those films and the shows. Yeah. I think he just yeah. been there. Did you realize this did you think about this too though? When like when uh, later on in the movie where they drop the next uh when they drop when uh the females guy drops uh the second traveler in the, to go downward he goes to some sort of like jelly and I thought that possibly it could have been like, uh, what is it called? Like not aftermath, but a, like afterbirth. Sort of like when uh, when women have a child, they have a sort of. Uh, it's not like blood, but it's like sort of this sort of. It's sort of the, to ease the baby to come out. Yeah. And I thought it kind of was something like I felt like that might it, be a it, thing. Yeah, for, for yeah. sure. Man. Yeah. There's so much in like, um, but um, to me that was like it's um a very experimental film. Oh, um, One thing I did hear about from the making of it is that parts of it were uh three different movies. Um, oh, okay. And some of the genesis of it was starting like he started a project of just making stuff um, to teach some people how to do it because um, part of his reason to make this movie was to teach others because it was a dying art and if he doesn't pass it on you know it's gonna keep keep dying off but yeah um, that makes a lot of sense for for him yeah so yeah like I think part of his process of making the movie was um trying to find a deeper meaning as he was doing it um so i was wondering whether the that the map was because it 
it's not really clear like what he's getting to on the map. Um, no, it's, not, it's never defined. I think maybe you know it, it seems like he's trying to find that the Mad God or or the um I'm gonna call him the Grim Reaper like that Plague Doctor thing. True. Um But so and the way he has that map and and he's keep he's just going deeper and deeper into this fucked up underworld. <laughs> Every yeah. time he looks at it, it starts falling apart and little bits. It's like he was trying to find a narrative, but it was falling apart wow. bit by bit. Wow. And then, okay. um, well, maybe that's, this was just a maybe this was a deep, coincidence. Buddy. He lost that's that. Deep, movie. He lost his way. He lost his way with making the movie, and he left it for twenty years, and then he come back to it. So I wonder if then the hags got the the map again, the map together again. And I wonder yeah. if that was like, oh, now <clears throat> I've found the inspiration again to complete this narrative, and I've got a a map to follow. Um, I um that is that's incredible. To stick, stick the landing. But that could be just my take on it as well, because you you don't know. With it's, this a, movie. it's a fucking great take, Dane. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, <laughs> um, um, my take, my take was just um, I wouldn't because I wouldn't. I'm not sure if you call like your your average thought, but uh, especially about humanity. But it was mostly about like how humanity tried to find tried to find a line to create and to become civilized and he tried to uh, become uh, a, a place of interest. And uh, also I forget the word, but like, you know, you know, building, having buildings and having jobs and whatnot and how it always fell apart for the most part, you know, civilizations always try to build uh, an, an accurate, an accurate uh, civilization. Like, you know, Hey, listen, come to Chicago or come to here uh, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to find a job, but you have a fucking person who's a fucking arsonist, or you have a person who's this fucking serial killer. You have some fucking rich guy killing kids, and there's rape and sexual and there's uh, sexual advance, sexual rape, and there's also uh, 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 you know rich dudes getting away with a bunch of shit, and how civilization falls apart because of that. So that that was going through my brain. That's why I was like, like that's of course because civilization always falls apart and tries to re basically like reignite itself in some place and try to do things better. But, but yours is probably more spot on. I was thinking about everything wrong with this thing, but you got uh, the one thing I did not think about at all, <laughs> but that's awesome. But, um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that you've said that I haven't picked up on as well, man. So, um, I just, I just thought that Phil Tippett was fucking movie. upset as fuck making this he like fuck the civil the world is oh, fucked yeah. up humans are shit right now <laughs> shit man i mean it's, and that's yeah that's why i say it's like a um a personal it's, the, it's it is the really ultimate personal, punk punk album um <laughs> this movie <laughs> the really personal vomit of the um the shit all the shit in his guts that annoys him about the world um and he, but he cares about it though. He, he really cares about it. Everything that he hates, and and also just being like a, a, a you know a weird creative guy and liking the dark side of um, art. I'm with him, yeah. You know, 
Yeah, it does. It, I, it, mean, it, I mean, I, I thought I wasn't telling you this before, but I in the kitchen sink in in terms of that. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. just it's past this shit. It, it's you know, it is like a, a visual nightmare. There's, um, it is, yeah, it is. But so is human. So is humankind as well. So mutated monsters. What about those things that was like? Um, they were sort of policing the little. Um, I call them felt men. You know the the, the, the shit. Average, they're, they're made they of shit. Made, they're like they're depressed. Yeah, and, and then made, there was the things. Shit. I call them like the hippos. Like they were like mutated hippo, hippopotamuses. Oh yeah, with, with the with, with the udders and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the coming and, and, and shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just stomping the shit out of um yeah, man. that civilization. That one dude. Yeah, the one little guy it was just jumping up and down on him, squashing. Do you remember that part? I do remember that. And I, I think it's um uh, for me. Oh, I consider I, I consider it to be uh some people love to be fucking pol- uh, pol- uh policed to be taken over, and they love somebody in control, and they become so fanatic they fucking love it. Just beat me as much as you can. We're seeing it right now in our day of age, right now with the whole. Everything going on now in America with all the fucking Trump and conspiracy yeah. theories and money. There's a little bit of uh, capitalism in that, I think. Like, oh, I can you know, he made, uh, in that industrial sub world, um, oh, yeah. they were sort of policing things. So they were like the yeah. the boss in a um, I, industrial I also, sort of setting. <laughs> like just I I agree, but also I saw. Grinding them up in the to to sh- like basically grist for the mill, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just another it's another particle that roll into the planet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, right now in the last uh, four or five years, um, the uh, you know coal mining should not exist anymore because it kills a lot of people, and we found a better way to find energy, which is the windmill, and. Right now, we have people legitimately people like talking about windmills like they're fucking exorcisms. Like a demon could possibly and be possibly be involved. Like, and everyone's going like, "Are you fucking like insane?" But like, no. Like, I feel like really? um, I feel like yeah, for, it's for real. Uh, do some research. But um, this is I feel like all this a lot of this stuff is like this coal fucking love like. This to grind to a pulp, to light the fire, to keep the energy, to keep the engine engine burning, to keep moving along, and that's. But it's also humankind. I mean, you can say the same thing about fucking people working in a fucking office, man. I mean, it's the same shit. I don't know. Yep. It's weird, but I mean, like, it's it's. I I I I I um. I, I so much respect the man even more for doing something like this because you can interpret. Interpretate anything you want to from this film, but I mean, it's going to hit you hard in some way because it's very emotional and it's it's very personal, in my opinion. So, yeah, man, if you can remain open, if you if you care, if you care, if you actually care to look like look at it, mum, mum, and my brother like are not real artsy people. You need to have some sort of appreciate. Like they would never watch this, you know. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. once they seen the giants getting electrocuted and shitting out into another monster's mouth, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> they would have tapped out for sure, you know. 
Um, <laughs> but man, I, I agree. Like, it was, it was a really I mean, moving experience watching it in the it, cinema. It, 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 and, it's interesting, Gain. Like, like you know, like this is this. I think I, I for Phil Tippett, I think this is di- this directly America. It's not Australia, or Canada, or France, or anywhere else. This is this this is distinctively what he felt about America, and yeah. he's not wrong. I mean, the dude's getting like the dude's getting electrocuted and he's shitting in a fucking pan to feed the world. I mean, like I said before. Fertilization is a big part of this fucking movie, but like, like the fact that shit keeps the world going, it keeps the fer- fer- it keeps the fertilization going, but also like stupidity, like these these dudes who are like clamp, who are uh, uh, made of shit, and these keep moving and do the same stupid shit every day, yeah. and they die, and they, it's, it's no big deal because they can reproduce them easily. You know, it's like, I mean, they suck the tits of a fucking gross fucking. <laughs> Ladies, fucking of of like Mother Earth's fucking nipples and shit. It's just it's all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but um, I consider this. I don't know, but I don't know Phil Tippett's music choices. But like, literally, this is like a fucking Slayer album. Like straight up, Slayer talks about this stuff all the time. And I'm like, you could play a whole, you could play a whole Slayer album behind this fucking thing. It's like it all makes sense. Like Slayer had been talking about this shit since fucking like 1985. I mean, it's the same shit. And Phil Tippett must he might have felt the same way. So I don't know. It has got great music in it too. Like the score is really uh-huh. good. The score is really good. Yeah, very effective, man. Um, yeah. I was blown away by it, man. Like, um, it's a hard movie to watch at at some points. It's really hard to watch. Like, it, it hurts. Like, it hurts to watch it. Like, like, you know, like, um, you know, you see you see these these huge uh, titans fighting each other with shovels, and you have the uh, I, Igor, who's my favorite character in the movie, uh, who comes up and like, you know, he's he's screaming at them and he's saying nonsense words and they're like, like really focused it on him, and they he electrocutes them to basically keep them focused and uh, they go right back to shoveling shit again, shit fertilizer. Yeah. Um, and then, but then again, he, uh, one of the dudes is so upset that he fucking pokes the other dude's eyes out, and it's just like, that, isn't that a fuck? Isn't that America? Like. You, know, you can only get along for so long that they just get upset about like butt hurt really about something something so stupid that they just fucking fight really hard about it and cause wars and kill each other and nuke each other and all that shit. And I think for me, what's really telling is when the Igor character goes, he's cleaning up the shop, right? And he looks into the telescope. You remember this scene? Uh, I think so. He looks in the telescope, and what he sees first is a woman being bathed, and she's kind of naked, and it's like from like the nineteen twenties or thirties footage, right? Remember this? Yeah, they were like puppet puppetry, like uh, shadow puppets. It's it? not puppets. It's it's true footage of some woman being like bathed, whatever. But 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 she's never frontal. She's only she's it's it's her back to the to the camera. You see her oh. butt, and some lady, other lady, is like pouring something on her back like water or whatever i'm not sure what it is it's, it's some sort of stag shit <laughs> some gross stag shit um and he's so repulsed he looks away and then like basically like he t- let's wait he goes back to the camera uh, to the telescope and it's like your your film will start in 
four, three, two, one. He leaves the he leaves the telescope again, looks back, and he sees a fucking nuclear. He sees like Hiroshima fucking get bombed, and he can't look away. He loves it. Like he's like his eyeball is completely direct, directly looked at this whole like the horror of it, and that's kind of where he's at, where the world is at at that point. Like sex, it's whatever. Everybody's, everybody's seen porn. Everybody's seen all that stuff, but like. They love fucking war. They love pain. They love the explosions. They love the bright lights, you know. And yeah. um, I, I think it's kind of kind of sums that stuff up too, you know, in the in the movie. Hmm. A bit of a commentary on the entertainment world, really. You know. I I think it's um, a, for 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 Phil. For, I think for Tippett, um, I think he is he's a hippie. And he and he's a, a dude who really cares about the planet and the people, and um, I think that's, that's what this movie's about. Really? I'm yeah. Sorry. Um, from what I was saying, like it might be about the entertainment world, but it pr- probably goes deeper than that, really. But I that, think so. I, I think, I think know, it's more about. It's so much people. to this movie. I I watched it last night, but I can't remember that part. You're it's, a, it's, a, it's a great scene. It's a scene where the Igor character is like he's doing a uh, it's basically, basically like a montage where he's cleaning up the lab with like a rag, and he's like cleaning up like uh, uh, containers and whatnot. He's cleaning up the clocks with a rag and everything like that. And then eventually he walks past the telescope and looks at it, and his every time his eyeball blinks, it's like click to an, another scene, and he's looking through it at a, in, through a telescope and. It's a very powerful scene. And mm. the fact that, you know, we, um, he, they have all these artifacts like clocks. Um, we have uh, the faces of people uh, wired up that have real eyeballs that watch him move. Remember that scene? That's a great scene. Yeah. Um, but they're watching everything he, that uh, he does. And we have like uh, we have uh, these awesome scenes where like we have like uh, where the play doctor is walking into uh, a huge door, right? And but it's like these huge bulls, right? And mm-hmm. the thing that the thing that really took me uh, took me aback was like the golden calf, and I remember like the golden calf from the Ten Commandments story, where like you know. Uh, looking at the, you know who who would you rather worship this golden calf, or I can bring down the the, the commandments of our God, you know shit like that. You can lose your mind over this fucking golden calf, or I can bring down you bring you actual writings of God and tell you things. But in this, it's just like they look just like that fucking calf, but there's two of them, you know. And then we have two hands that are. Pursed, sort of With holding all uh, on the finger. Yeah, holding the holding the, uh, the red eyeballs. You know, watching and and, and seeing everything at, all at once. Um, and just like all these ideas of it, like, none of it make none of it really fucking matters at all. Like none of it matters. Like we have this golden these golden calves like chained, right? We have these yeah. uh, these huge statues with uh, these these revolving eyes that see everything, but they mean nothing because these this dude can just roll through any time, and they're just there and they see nothing because there's nothing to see. I mean, it's just like it's 
all of it's I consider all of it very powerful. I mean, at some point, um, the the, uh, the play doctor walks through a, a, a row of all these statues. You know, the Ray Harryhausen uh, Cyclops is there, right? But also you have the blind woman, who's the woman of justice, right? Justice is blind. It's in the same yeah. row. It's like, fuck. Like, what's, it means nothing. Like, and I think that's, I think that's what Philip is getting at. I mean, none of it really means anything. Yeah. Like literally, look, the planet, the, a planet is made. You make this. Humanity makes the decision to either either give it life or kill it. And I think that's what the mad, what mad God's all about. Yeah, yeah, true, man. It's it's a. It does come around to be a really um, environmental uh, message sort of movie. I agree. Uh, and overall. and civilization as well. And people, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, a big, it's big picture thinking all around, um, and that sort of um, takes me back to like, if you think about it, in the time when he first would have started it, which would be like if it was twenty years, maybe the nineties, or no, it 80s, would be um, he, 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 he he did he did he he started. He started creating this right after RoboCop too. Okay. So uh, with uh, with um, uh, what's his name uh, the the bad guy in RoboCop two it's where he really started figuring out his shit started figuring out the sort of motion blur uh, stuff with the bad guy in RoboCop two but um, uh, I, I I'm embarrassed right now to not know that guy's name because I should know it but it's it's um uh, the drug dealer that RoboCop catches and they basically and use a fucking drug dealer to <laughs> you know. Is it, to, is to, it Kane? Kane, yeah, Kane, is it? Kane, Kane. yeah. Yep. And but, um, yeah. I know that because I watched it about four days ago. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. That's I love Robocop too, I, man. Yeah. You know, you know the part where Robocop and Kane fall through a bunch of walls and they fall in the street at one point? Remember that scene? Five, yeah. You can tell it's stop motion. Yeah, but you know uh, where that's at? That's in Houston, That's in downtown Houston, dude. Oh, is it? Yeah, man. Houston, Texas, man. That's when they filmed that thing. Yeah. That bridge. I've driven over that bridge so many times. It's crazy. It's like, and every time it's, I'm like, hey, you guys know that RoboCop 2 was filmed here, right? It's like, oh, no way, man. Holy shit. <laughs> it's awesome. Goodbye, Kane. Smash <laughs> that skull, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, it all came from this. Like, he was start, he started creating um, all these sort of characters around that time. He, he, he uh, did stop motion for fucking RoboCop, too, man. Big time. Yeah. Nah, man. Um, it's wild. It's awesome. Like, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, just another idea occurred to me when you were talking about the eyeballs before. Um, yeah. One cool little idea I liked was... Um, when they're in the industrial area and there's this sort of um, being which is like uh, created like it's like a scaffolding uh, of different um, screens like computer screens or t- TVs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All different about, yeah. eyes and mouths. Yep. And um, yep. it was sort of like a, a something they were all worshipping or working for. And yeah. to me, that was sort of um, a representation. And it was crying like a baby. 
<laughs> it was represented yeah. by this, this, yeah. it was this disgusting mouth. The crying was coming from this disgusting mouth that just wanted to eat. It was like it just yeah. all it wanted to do was consume. And to me, that was like the corporation. It was like, oh, I completely agree. Um, and it, but also, I think it's also like, it's been sort it's of also like, created it's by, like, it's like news too, of, like news and all that shit too. So, true, yeah, but it's the like we created these entities which have rights and sort of legal status and, um, can be considered like a being almost, um, a corporation. I um, agree. But yeah, it's just so much cool little things in there, man. It's, I, I mean, uh, it's just like, like I said before, I think it's like that that golden calf. It's that golden idol, you know, from the Bible, and sort of this thing that doesn't really exist, doesn't help you, it doesn't it doesn't uh, worship you or take care of you. It's a it's an it's an, a a device that means absolutely nothing, but. People get so sort of uh, desensitized by all this stuff, and they just like whatever we think might work would work for us mentally because you're on the the brink of insanity. You know, whether or not you're you're running, you're you're walking through the desert for several several years, like Moses carried the the people out of Jerusalem, or you're in the now times, you're listening to whoever on multiple different channels of the fucking news, these news channels, who you want to fucking follow. It's the same fucking thing. It's crazy. Mm. Like, I, I've been, um, I'm not going to get too much of a tangent about this, but I've, I've been reading an, an, uh, a manga called Ramina, uh, R-E-M-I-N-A, um, where an astrophysicist no, and, uh, no, not astrophysicist. Uh, uh, yeah, astrophysicist. Uh, where um, he finds a new planet, and he names the planet after his 16-year-old daughter. But you find out that the planet is actually moving towards Earth at light speed. And is yeah. more than likely going to destroy Earth. Yeah. It's a, it's a Japanese manga. But uh, I, I would highly recommend you checking it out. But it's the same thing. It's just like all the things that you've known. I mean, yeah, you know them all, but like anything like this could happen at any point. You put a name to it, it means jack shit. I mean, a planet's going to do what the fuck it wants to do. An asteroid's going to do what it wants to do. Life is going to do whatever it wants to fucking do. We have no say in it whatsoever. I mean, yeah. it's going to, f I mean, I hate to say it, but like <laughs> Jeff Copeland said yeah. it best. Well, I guess Michael Clayton says best. Life finds a way and it's going, it's going to find a way and it's going to destroy. It's going to do what it needs to do. So. Man, I reckon even if the planet does go pretty bad, we'll still end up like living underground with like colonies with um like our own like a a nuclear fucking power plant and um, farms okay. like underground farms and. Well, I mean, like, it sounds like it sounds like Planet people, of the Apes Part you know? Two. It's yeah, only yeah, Planet yeah. of the Apes part there, yeah. It sounds like just like that. Uh, but, um, I mean, yeah, I agree. There's going to be some people still left around, and they're going to create their own fantasies and their own religion. It's always going to happen. But that, but that's the part, though. That's, always, I mean, that's a problem, though. The problem is that I think it's what, what always, Phil Tippett says in this. Humanity doesn't learn. <laughs> so it just keeps going. So. 
All my best ideas are plagiarized from the Planet of the Apes series. <laughs> Escape from Planet of the Apes, which is a great fucking movie. I just realized that. It covers yeah. it all. Nah. Yeah, they worship the fucking bomb, man. It's the same thing, you know. It's just like I do love no one. Old I I love it. I love the review it one day with you. I think Escape from Planet of the Apes is a really great movie. So it's just yeah. the original movie, but with uh, a better idea, in my opinion. But I mean, we'll talk about it at some point. But the thing is, though, I, I think that's the the idea that Phil Tippett had with this thing. Humanity can learn, but it fails every time. And then when it learns how it failed, it still doesn't. It still doesn't learn. So it fails over and over and over again. So much so where this other guy, this other god, can, makes a map to send a guy in to blow up the world over and over and over again and fails every once in a while. And it's like, yeah, that's, it's, that's, that's humanity. They try to learn something. They ruin it. Like, you know, when Columbus made the discovery of, of, of the Americas and he's a piece of shit and he ruined uh, the sort of, uh, this whole civilization, and he came in and brought his other civilization, and it was like a rape and a bunch of murder. And then here we go again. The cycle happens again. We do this thing again, cycle again. It's, it's just so all like, these cycles. Same cycle yeah. happened in Australia as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, I agree. Yeah. If it wasn't the English and the British, um, it was probably going to be China next, you know. Yeah, um, British, and, and I, I, I say the British, yeah, the same they fucked up a lot of shit, man. Yeah, for sure, man. They ruined um, a lot of fucking. They ruined a lot of civilizations, big time. So, our um, the angels of our <laughs> yeah. nature always seem to win out, man. Yeah, man, but, it, um, it does. Yeah, we need um, we need to like I hate to say it, but to, we need to um integrate with technology somehow. Like I reckon science somehow our our sort of destructive nature is the only thing that which might uh, stop it is science. You know. Yeah. Or if uh, we but that means, means, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, no, it's China. Really, China's that's a bad move. China, China's making a bad move, man. Like that's, a, I don't live in that reality. Uh, so, it's a classic sort of setup for the Terminator to happen. It's dystopian, brother. Give um some of the control over to AI. Um, that could maybe stop stop future wars a bit, you know. But the, then we've lost. Then we'd be living like. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, like people fighting against Winston it though. Smith in 1984, you know, everything's going to be controlled and, and metered and rationed out. And, and you know, that's China but, right um, now, buddy. Yeah, true. I, I mean, I haven't even really looked into it that much, but I was, I was hearing a thing the other day about they have like a social credit score or something like that. It's like, um, yeah, if look, you look more into the China right now, buddy. If you comment on the wrong uh, internet page, like which is anti-government, it the can affect your credit. 
Yeah, but the if government's get, also like, involved. <laughs> That's not a thing you should be thinking. Yeah. That's a bad move. What the fuck? That's a very bad move. That's 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 V for Vendetta, dude. That's that's scary shit. That's yeah. not a place where I ever want to live at. I I want to say one more thing about um Mad Gods, man. Please do, uh, yeah, please. I really think this movie is one of the the greats of cinema, like up there with um. You know, the quality of it is, and the story, just everything about it, the story, um, the art, the music, it's up there with, like, 2001 and, like, I don't know, like, what other classics, but, like, for me, Ben-Hur, you know, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, in, in, in his head. That's all-time classic. Um, right. But I was thinking this. You won't get seen. Uh, as much as it deserves to, but I really hope that it does. You know. Yeah. So so do I. Um. I actually thought I was with you with the uh, with two thousand one for sure. Uh. But I thought um. On the basic level, and uh, you can throw me your ideas if you'd like to. But uh, I kind of consider this to be sort of um. Like the movie Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. Have you seen it before? Um, no, I think. With Robin Redford? Did you just do a podcast about it? So we covered it, yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. I think um, I listened to the podcast a bit and I'm like, put it on my list. But I haven't seen it, no, man. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Jeremy Johnson, where a man who was in the war who hated the war and hated being there. He didn't, he didn't care for either side. He just wanted to be left alone. But when he got left alone, he found all the terrible things that reside in that place. And also find, he also found a comforting part of that, that, that sort of um, sadness, but then it was ripped from him. And then at the end, he is left hollow at the end and then possibly if you want to think about it positively um you, you want him to be be okay and actually appreciate life and what surrounds him more at the end but you never know because they don't tell you whether or not it works out that way but all the horrors that he 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 endeavored they're all there and at one point in the movie um where our traveler is driving and he's looking at his map and he crosses basically uh, several skulls on posts. Remind yeah. me of a, of an Indian graveyard, which is a scene in Jeremiah Johnson where he's like, we cannot pass this, this pass here. And the royalists, the, uh, the, the British royalists are like, Johnson, we do not care about these, you know, these natives' ways. He's like, yeah, I know you don't, but they fucking care. And I care how they feel about it. This is an Indian graveyard. Not doing it. Yeah. And he does it. And then his, it, it's all bad news from then on. So it kind of feels that way uh, with this movie. 
um, you know, him him going him going deeper down the the a traveler going deeper down to the end and then landing and then you know all the weird shit he passes up that he's not really ever seen before. And then we have our second traveler as well, and that things are never really that great after they pass a certain point, a graveyard, so to speak, uh, yeah. haunted. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it, it's basically that that line, uh, foreign man in a foreign land. That's kind of how it feels. Uh, but um, but also humanity. Why can't we take care of each other? And I think that's Phil Tippett's. For me, at least, that's Phil Tippett's his outcry. Why can't we fucking get along? And we never will. Sadly enough, it just never will happen. And I don't think there's any point right now in 2022 with this election going on. I don't think yeah, humanity is just fucked right now, man. We need to restart. Yeah. Oh, no, man. But the thing is, that we've been they've been saying that a long time. <laughs> they have. And I think, again, that's Phil Tippett's point. Like, restart, dude. I mean, the, I think Phil um, Tippett at the heart. I think he's a hippie, man. I think he's just a dude who's like, let's all love each other. And humanity just keeps shitting on each other. And he's like, I got to fucking make a movie about that. And he, and I think he showed his emotions. I, they make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, um, somehow the visuals in this is just, um, as fucked up as they are, uh, like. <laughs> and they are, yes. His emotions. <laughs> about um the fucked up side of of the human condition and society um and the sneaking but, uh, through and like watching visuals from afar makes a lot of sense it, but um it's like your it's like your kids like reading a history book in school they're, they're like they get they just get like a little bit of like the revolutionary war they're like yeah these bad things happened and uh then this sort of outcome happened like yeah, you didn't get it at all. <laughs> you know, like a lot more fuck up than that. But, um, <laughs> the um, part of the the big message of this is, um, you know, like you're saying, we keep fucking up, but the clock's ticking a bit as well. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. I like, you know, with, with all the, it's great that the, the movies that is so all over the place, such as this somehow it does all come tied together at the end with um the clock sequence you know like yeah. you're saying there's, there's plenty of times through the movie where time is sort of played with and then at the end it all sort of comes together and it starts speeding up and i mean i can't remember it all exactly but then it becomes a montage and it's getting quicker and quicker yeah, what a montage, uh, yeah. i mean and I don't imagine anyone listening to this hasn't watched the movie because there'd be no point. But um, well, yeah, I, I, would, I would I would disagree. I think. Oh, go ahead, sorry, John. People in the cinema when it the you know the climax of that scene where it goes the clock goes faster and faster. Then the cuckoo clock, uh, the cuckoo bird comes out and goes cuckoo cuckoo cuckoo. Yeah, People time's laugh. up. <laughs> I laugh, man. Time is up, buddy. Yeah. That's another aspect of this is uh, there's little um, hints of humor throughout it, you know, with the completely agree. The little, the little uh, felt men, the um, the drones, if you want to call them that, 
getting uh, sliced in half by the monolith. Yeah, yeah, the dude, the, yeah, the, the dude's being made of <laughs> shit, yeah. yeah. He got it's killed all, so many times. It's all um, fun. Yeah, man. Um, it's dark It's dark fun, but it's fun. But but you, you know, if you really want to care, like, if you, like, like you were saying before, like, really think about it, care about it, like, really try to, like, think about it, like, it's a lot deeper than just some dude being made of shit. Like it's humanity. Like they sort of just rule this sound as how it's supposed to be. Like, yeah, this is kind of this how things go. And then like they get killed, but then they're, they're produced. Another dude can just come in and fucking take its place. It's this, it's a vicious circle and it never ends. Never. But that's the dark. Hu- that's the that's the fun of it, though. Like, like I can laugh at. I I laugh a lot in this movie. It's hilarious, but also very eye opening, and I take it very seriously. So, yeah, man. It's, great, it. it's a great film. It's a masterpiece, in my opinion. It's a good one to pick up too because the picture is on Shutter wasn't that good. I'm gonna buy this at some point, man. Like. Oh yeah, whenever it comes out, oh, like in one scene with the with the Harry Housen doll. Oh, excuse me, the Harry Housen oh, doll. Yeah, Harry Housen dogs, great. Yeah, couldn't see them that good in the no, cinema. Well, you yeah. could see every little different doll. You, know? you gotta get the you gotta get the arrow blue, man. The arrow blue, it looks good. So, yeah, have you got it? Yeah. Have you? Oh, oh cool. I've seen it. I, well, I've well, no, 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 I've seen the. Uh, 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 I've seen what my friends have sent me of the arrow of the arrow doc, and it looks great. And it's also, I believe, it's available through streaming too. I'm not sure what through which uh, streaming service. I'm not sure if you got it there in Australia, but uh, I've seen visuals of uh, per- certain scenes of the doc, and it looks fantastic. Um, I'm seeing a I'm seeing a Blu-ray version of it, but I've also heard there's a 4K version of it. So. I said, sure. I, I'm I'm excited to see a 4K version of this film. Uh, yeah. Mad God, but because it what, deserves what, uh, it. Is there a documentary of the making of? Is there? What? Is that what you mean? You the Mad God? When you said a a doc documentary. It was a documentary about um, of uh, Ray Harryhausen that was produced by uh, Arrow Video. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Sorry. I thought you were and talking about the movie. Uh, no, not yet, not yet. But I, you yeah. know, guaranteed, <coughs> it's going to happen pretty soon. We're going to have mm-hmm. a 4K version of this thing pretty soon. Oh yeah. And f- sadly enough, Phil Tippett will probably pass away, and hopefully not. But I mean, the man he lives. <laughs> he lives. He lives. He, he does not. He does not want. He's not uh, a man who welcomes death. Uh, walk like you know, like happily. That man lives. Um, He's like a fucking samurai, man. Like fucking, you're well, not gonna movie, kill me, man. <laughs> well, this movie is around. He lives. That's for sure. Yeah, However, I agree. He uh, put it all in there. He definitely did. God bless him for he, it, man. Hey, ripped his guts out and all the knowledge and jewels inside. You know. Just like yeah, the, I like agree. The, There's so much to this movie. It's fucking insane. And, you know, you know, and I, I, I'm going to say before we get off here, um, 
please go out there and watch this movie yourself. There is so much you can interpret from this this film. I mean, there's a lot here. And <coughs> me, me and Dane, try to, we got into a lot of it, but please interpret it as you can yourself. But um, this is kind of how we felt about this. And it's a movie that there's a lot of discussion behind, discussion behind it. I mean, it's hard to just jump in for an hour and 30 minutes and talk about a fucking movie that has so much deep shit. Yeah, I don't know. But mm-hmm. you check it out. Yeah, um, check it out. I don't know. It's only an hour, hour 20 minute, uh, minutes, dude. It fits all that in. Which is crazy. Uh, which is absolutely 80, good. 80 yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's wild. There's so much stuff uh into there's so much stuff packed into this movie. So much emotion, so much detail, so much screaming out to the world. Um emotionally, politically, uh, uh socially. There's so much stuff here and please just go check it out and you know. I I always ask to uh, people to email the show. It hasn't happened yet, still. <laughs> but um, I don't care for that. You guys, check out, check out the fucking movie. It's fucking great. Check it out. So, all right, Dane. So um, I think we're done for right Buy now. the movie. Hey, go ahead. I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. Um, we're done. Yeah. Oh well, thanks for having us back on, man. And. Um... Well, yeah, we'll catch up another time. Well, sure. uh, I, I, wanted to, love it. well I wanted to say, uh, uh, do you have anything else to say? Like, any sort of lasting words here? Uh, yeah, I just want to say... Um, On the movie? Yeah. yeah, go to... Um, people should try and check out their uh, film festivals because... For me, watching this on the big screen was one of the highlights of my year. Um, yeah, so that's about it, man. It's an absolute on, masterpiece. Yeah, more people need to see it. More people need to see it, man. But it's one of them ones you have to see it for yourself. I agree so, completely. Thanks for having me again, my dude. Yeah. Uh, I will say um, also if you're in a a, a town where they're showing uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead in 3D and 4K, the director's cut, go check it out. You deserve it. And um, he had never seen uh, Dawn of the Dead like that way anyway. So they're doing uh, Jason 3. No, not Jason 3. It's Friday the 13th. 3 in 3D. Part 3? 4K, yeah. Wow, wow, that movie, yeah. Okay. <laughs> in December. In Australia, or yeah, okay. Yeah, at Monster Fest. Is is it any good? I haven't seen that since I was a teenager. Uh, Although, that movie's gar- that movie's garbage, but I think Part Four is better, and so is Part uh, Six or Five or Six. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but but to see it, but to see that in a big screen be a lot of fun to check out yeah i'd be into it so no, i want i'm going just for the machete coming Exper- out of experience the screen, thinking that it's going to hit me between the eyes sort of 
the Dawn of the Dead one is uh, has never been a 3D version of it before until this time, but also seeing it in 4K with a director's cut, that's pretty fucking killer. So check it out. Fuck yeah. The bet for me, the best, the best zombie movie of all time is Dawn of the Dead. So, but um, all right. Well, uh, oh, sorry, Dean. What were you gonna say? Oh no, nah, it's all right, man. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, thank you, Dane, for being here, man. Appreciate it. Bunch, bunches, bunches, bunches. Been a lot of fun. You're welcome, bro. It's always cool. Thanks for having me. Of course, and hopefully get you, pre- get you on pretty soon again and uh, get the dudes on again. They were like, those, the dudes are busy tonight, so you know, we have, we have you know, Tron's got a new baby and uh, Mike's working out of town, so uh, but um, hopefully next time we have you on, we have all the dudes back again, and we can all fucking chat about some other some some other movie, some some other action movie or horror movie, whatever. Fine, but yeah. um, you guys out there, take it easy. Uh, don't be a piece of shit. We'll talk to you next time. Later. <laughs>